1: Hear ye, hear ye! Come one, come on, You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Sanders.
0: It's good to see your uh, ugly face again, Darnell. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, man. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had a couple guests on the show while uh, Darnell was re- marking report cards. So uh, we're we're back at it, and uh, I know I'm just giving you a hard time.
1: No, uh, no, that's, that's what it was, man. <laughs> I that's know. What it was lesson planning.
0: Yep, yep. The, the, the new teacher grind. I've heard from a few people, the the first couple of years are definitely the hardest. So, mm-hmm. mad respects, brother. Mad respects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Slightly mm-hmm. not jealous. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's good to be back. Well, and, and of course, as I like to say, we're, we're feeling blessed today because we got a special guest making a, a return appearance. I I didn't do my homework and, and come up with the... Okay. Uh, the episode number, but I'll definitely have it in the show notes page cuz mm-hmm. that's what I tend to do. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, well, Darnell, why don't you uh give the audience a reason for why we have a guest?
1: Oh man. All right. Uh uh well, we have a um uh, an artist who I'm a fan of uh, and also a good brother uh in the Lord uh who makes makes awesome music I'm not just saying that because um that's what Christians are supposed to do we're supposed to act like we like each other's music uh <laughs> no, we, but we yeah please please, <laughs> please no. welcome uh my guy my do good uh uh show to the show hey hey Joe hey darn
2: on the show uh what it was
1: that was like yep. two years ago the last time I was here um
2: and SARS
0: and SARS yeah yeah
1: and SARS yeah so yeah that was well received that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank, yes.
2: Thank you. thank you for having me back, man. I'm back. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. So, all right. So, um, for the listeners, they're like, wait, what's <laughs> what's what is what, what is that Afro beats artist got to do with the Six Sense Report? Uh, and so the way it connects is, um, Chope is um, a Canadian um, artist, musician um who has a youtube channel and a blog and he came out with a blog that talked about why he left the the, the, the christian music industry um so we're gonna get into conversations about um the the e- economic side of of the business of music and theology and yeah just trying to be a canadian artist uh trying to do it uh for real for real uh, mm-hmm. so Chope, uh why don't you tell the um audience a bit about yourself and then what 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 caused you to post what you posted yeah, uh,
2: again, thank you for having me. I'm uh, happy to be back on the show. My name is Shope uh, or Shope, depending on what part of the world you're from. Xopé uh, to the initiated, Shopei to the uninitiated. Uh, so I started off making uh, hip-hop music, specifically Christian hip-hop music. And then this was back in 20... 2010 was when my career kind of like officially kicked off. Um, And we can talk more about why I specifically started making this brand of music, but notwithstanding, as the years have progressed, my sound has evolved and has started incorporating not just hip hop elements, but Afrobeats elements as well. And that in and of itself is a whole journey as to why stylistically and sonically, my sound I now define as Afrofusion, which blends hip hop, r and Afrobeats. So that's kind of the sonic evolution of my sound. And then philosophically as well, by God's grace, uh, the Lord saved me. um Not about the Lord saved me in 2003. So this was years before, six, seven years before officially starting my music career. um And so my music and how to go about making music as a believer has also evolved over the years so that now I don't operate strictly in the Christian music industry anymore. I haven't since about 2018, to be honest. Um, And so I made this video about why I left the Christian music industry because it's something I've been thinking about for like the last five years. It's something that I always sort of analyzing and assessing as I do my thing. Uh, as I go about my career. And so I just felt as though it was important. I just wanted to lend my lend my ear to it um, as somebody who has been doing it. So what I particularly liked about the video is that it was an announcement like I'm officially done with Christian now exiting. <laughs> as some people have in the past before. Um, I had the advantage of seeing other people do this and make mistakes. Saying I've done it perfectly. Um, <laughs> had the benefit of seeing navigate these waters of what it looks like to expand beyond the Christian music industry and then how how to make that announcement or should the announcement be made. And so I had the benefit of having watched other people attempt it. And I just like I haven't seen how they've done it. Let me sort of like give respect to the whole situation. So I made the video as a way of really articulating what. Has already been happening for the last four or five years. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I realized. Would you say?
0: That- would you say that's the big difference? Is sort of just waiting until it <clears> had <throat> happened rather than sort of announcing what you're doing? I think that's. I think that's part of it. Uh, I think I, as it was happening several years ago,
2: um, some people told me like, again, this was around that time. Some other people had done it. So I said like, you don't need to make an announcement. Just do it. I just do it because mm-hmm. the last couple of years has been like a huge evolution in the Christian hip hop space. And there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of think pieces and arguments and debates and whatnot. And I was just kind of like watching all of it and living my own life and going through my own evolution. And again, I'm really thankful that my own evolution is not formed not just by culture, it's intersected with the cultural conversation within the Christian community. But my evolution isn't owing, owing that. It's actually owing to like my own my own culture and heritage as an individual, right? Not to mention just like a maturing mm-hmm. of my Christian faith. And so, during that time, someone said, "Just do it. No, nope, just do it, and begin to see what happens." And so, I think one is between what I'm doing now versus other people is like you're right. It's already happened. Haven't really articulated, and I know that during that evolution i lost some people i gained some people and i have some people who've sort of been like on the fence just kind of like watching like what's going on with shelby and i know that for certain because some of the comments indicate and um i was very happy to finally give some sort of a resolution to people you <laughs> know what's going on with the last couple of years
0: yeah they've been waiting for it so yeah. um you know darnell if you got if you don't have any uh further you know Let's call it preface questions. Um, I'll give a quick summary of your video, which you know, same same title, sort of as what we got here. Why I left the Christian music industry. We got the four reasons. Reason one: hypocrisy in the industry. Reason two: limits on topics and musical expression. Reason three: monetizing the message. And reason four: labels are now are no longer necessary.
1: Yeah. So okay. We, yeah. Let's get into the uh, the hypocrisy of the industry. Yeah, I mean, like you know, just I can just speak on it. <clears throat> to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. like,
2: <clears throat> like that. As I said in the video, that doesn't really surprise me anymore. It saddens me, but it's not surprising. And I, I mean, I started with that, like the most salacious thing. It's like the it's like the thing you would say, right? So I, it, it's true, but at the same time, like that doesn't even factor as a major reason. It is one of the reasons, but that's not a major cause. Um, as we both know, like we're sinners saved by grace. Whether in the in the local assembly or industry, you're going to have believers who are going to sin against each other. To have wolves in sheep's clothing, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I experienced a lot of that, right? It's interesting. I read a uh, I read a, a comment, and I could tell that this guy had an idea. Nice I think he just saw that clip. And his comment was, is it like so should we leave the church for the same reason? And I felt like saying, like, well, if your church is full of a bunch of hypocrites who actually don't know the Lord, who have the gospel and know these other reasons, yeah, you probably should leave. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm, Right. But but it's true, like, um, I have friends in the high profile friends in the industry. I there's a story I told in the video of the road manager after suffering a miscarriage, which I just found that to be unchristian behavior um mm-hmm. there's wholesale thefts there's manipulation there are people who are kind of like weaseled out of points and percentages all exists right i've seen in my own situation as well some nepotism where certain people it's not really a meritocracy it's a proximity game right and who, mm. who are we favoring you know what i'm saying and so I've seen all of that in my own personal career, as well as in the career of other people. And so all of that stuff exists. There's, mm-hmm. there's hypocrisy. There, there. The challenge for me was was trying to make sense of of the perception that the gospel and allegiance to Christ takes precedence. When in many situations it didn't appear that way. You get what I'm saying? um and i'm trying to be careful here mm-hmm. but i just think of like some some labels and some camps that were known to make a very bold proclamation about jesus and god pursuit not financial gain not nothing and then boys charging an exorbitant amount for a show that he knows sell out and it's like mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying Is so it? like there's there's yeah, there's just a mm-hmm. lot of that stuff that i experienced and that i heard yeah. about Mm-hmm. That made me feel like, huh, this is interesting. This is not, this is not what I thought it would be. You know what I'm that, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Christ would, would reign
0: supreme. Uh, I was going to say, I thought the story about the road manager is, is a good one to sort of, you know, bring in our, you know, economics piece a little bit. Mm, um, right. Because I think, I think there's, there's nuance to that type of a scenario where, um, like you said, his performance is hindering. And maybe the right answer is that he can't do the job. But if I understand correctly, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. issue is how it was handled, lacked, yeah. let's call it, the grace that you would see in the church. Exactly. Or the compassion that you should see from a exactly. you know God-loving yeah. you know, community.
2: Absolutely. The job is a job. But I get that. that if in the middle of the tour, um, your, your performance are suffering, the work needs to be done, but there needs to be more compassion. Um, the guy could have been Given a leave of absence he he could have found a replacement but you have somebody who's now not only reeling from the loss of a child figure out employment in the middle of that right it's just like it was i understand the economics and the necessity for that role to be filled but it could have been executed Mm. with much grace right and that's not the only scenario that's not the only instance of individuals who were kept around long enough to remain relevant or to profit off to profit off their connections and then very quickly once ended up, leveled up, or got access
1: to
2: certain networks, they kind of like that person because that person was just a step. You get mm. what I'm saying? And that like those are the kind of like those are the kind of practices you hear out in the world. And it's just it's it's an interesting in the world of business, like it's it can be challenging because like there are these requirements, there are these financial bottles and targets that you want to hit. But I always ask my, myself the question, like, where does the depend, like, and how would Christ conduct this business? And that's not always an easy question, you get know what I'm saying? It's not always an easy question
0: mm-hmm.
2: to answer, but it is worth thinking about. And I think there are instances in which, while that may be a difficult question to answer, I think it's clear to see what is not being displayed. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. That right there
0: is not a godly. Word. Well, and, yeah, and I think that's uh, the how. Right, it's not the what you did; it's how you did it. If I'm not mistaken, from what you're sometimes saying. sometimes it's the real, also the where the what? real hypocrisy. Yeah, sometimes it's also but, the what. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sorry, yeah, Darnell, you were. Yeah, no, I was going to say. Um, you know, I, I don't want. Can we say business is business? Um, not every not every business decision is going to go over well. Um. Right. Because sometimes even even in the the church, not every decision. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. in a sense, could you say that this is possibly a freeing, um, a freeing revelation that you got? you are like, oh, well, you know, business is business. Um, Christians, you know, we're we're, we're not throwing the Christian Christian industry under the bus or anything. Um, We're just saying business is business. It's not not like, oh, well, you know, doing Christian music. Things are special over here. And so there's a reason for me uh so no
2: speaking. no I guess this is what I'm saying like there's definitely professionalism that needs to happen right mm-hmm. there needs to be there there mm-hmm. needs to be contracts there needs to be procedures that's not the issue for me the issue is how far are we willing to achieve success financial success you get what I'm saying are you mm-hmm. willing to to sneak compromise? Co- but even compromise, like it's, can be defined <laughs> differently depending on the context. But what I mean is that, like, for example, are you going to squeeze a very unjust, unjust, and unfair term into the contract because you know you can probably get away with it? Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like business yeah. is business. Absolutely. Right. And this is interesting. Like Christ also calls us to, um, to value the other above ourselves. Right. So how does that, how does the call to flip Philipp, in Philippians, right. Where you esteem others high, higher than yourself. How does that impact mm-hmm. a contract negotiation right. in terms of what you think to ask for? Right. Like I can ask for this thing, but fundamentally is this a Christ glorifying thing? Or I can demand this thing, right? You can demand this thing, I can ask for this thing, or I can sneaking it in It's like the worst of those three iterations, right? But mm. even if we go to like the most innocent of them where you like this thing, I guess an argument can be made like, yo, if you ask for it at the end of the day, the individual accept it or not. But I'm thinking on the fundamental principle of caring for the other and going to business. With the mentality of like my work is to the Lord and my work has to be has to be God glorifying, right? And in as much as I do have a bottom line responsibility, a fiscal responsibility, I think especially in the household of faith. Yes, there's contracts and yes, there's professionalism, but I also do think like you have an obligation to care for your brother and your sister. You know what I'm saying? Because there are multiple layers of relationship there, right? There's yeah. the there's the business partners, but there's also like. Truly, like you're my brother and you're my sister in the, in the Lord as well. And so do I try to squeeze as much out of you or should I be considering the implications for you mm-hmm. as we try to come up with that works for both of us? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And that consideration, consideration is not always, I can say that unequivocally. It's not always on the table. A lot of times it's very much like, how can I get the most that I want from mm-hmm. this person? And I just, I just, I, yeah. maybe that makes, maybe the fact that I think about the other makes me a, maybe it doesn't make me as cutthroat as I need to be. Business, I don't know, but I just think going into a contract negotiation with the mentality of I'm going to try to get as much as I possibly can, I just find it very hard right. to justify in the Christian world, because that's not the way Christians are supposed to move through life in general, right? And our faith every aspect of our lives including do our business so you can't really just fully separate
1: both. yeah and and then not to mention that you know there, are, um everybody's at a different place everybody's at a different place in their walk um and just because somebody does a mucky um business transaction doesn't make them not a christian um they just might be in a different place in their understanding and application of the text um yes. so you know mm-hmm. we can't just turn around and just say oh well yo these guys aren't saved
2: Exactly. You no know, these
1: guys aren't really loving Jesus. No, they love Jesus, they just had a different place. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and I think if I'm not mistaken, to some extent, there's an aspect where like maybe what they did was, you know, oh, I need to call them to repentance, but maybe it's just a bad decision. Right? Like if I'm you know, there's sort of a difference you like, sometimes. You mean there, like from
2: the right? from the perspective of the person who signed that deal or who took
0: that offer? Um well, like so let me let me go back to the example you started talking about with like sneaking something in. Right. Like I could call, I could be saying, okay, I need to call that guy to repentance for sneaking that in. Right? right. But if, um, let's say I, um, as a, as a, you know, the person putting forward the contract, like you put the example of like asking for it. Um, if they asked for a, a thing in the contract that they didn't fully explain, right. Because they maybe presumed the other person understood the terms and bent the the pros and cons of this offer. Um, that would partly be a mistake because, Hey, I wanted my brother in Christ to understand the, what this decision was and they mm-hmm. didn't versus, um, let's go to the other, another example of like, I asked them for something, knowing that they didn't know and right. left it so that they would make the bad decision. Right. Right. Right.
2: All of which exists. So, or sorry, go right.
0: Ahead. And so there's nuance, sorry, just last thing. There's nuance there too. To what level was it a bad decision versus the wrong decision versus unethical or, you know, in our right. case, sinful and needing of repentance?
2: Yeah. Or um, opposition and you decline to take it and then you're now. Kind of
0: mm. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, mm-hmm. I catered for myself. Now I'm listen because.
1: You i didn't can, let you, you take advantage of it me? <laughs> me because i let you take it hey hey, hey hey man hey man that's business um the great <laughs> um, yeah the the great the great q-tip um once said uh, he said there's a rule um industry rule 480 uh record company people are shady um <laughs> and and if it's one thing I, I know from my time of listening to rap music yeah. Uh, throughout my lifetime, is yo know, man, these guys rap about the industry all the time, and and it's not to say it's secular or or Christian. It's just the industry. It's just the business on how um, the little guy tries to do a deal with the big guy, and you're not understanding mm-hmm. the deal. It is what it is. Right. Um, but with that said, we we, we got to move on um to your to your second point um right. about limited uh, topics to talk about. Right. Um, just so let me speak just speak on just that just a be- bit.
2: Yeah, let me just quickly bookend the previous point right mm-hmm. sure. and in the video i made it a, a point to to preach the gospel at the end of that section i did say that with the benefit of hindsight having matured in my faith i understand that it's grace that keeps us people, people are at different levels of their sanctification and i wouldn't judge the entire industry as a whole because and right. i also said like i'm, I'm also the main is no safe haven Right. So I I now have this utopian idea that oh the mainstream is going to get of course better. My point with that is this: they're the same. They're practically mm. when it comes to business, Christian right. and
0: mainstream are practically the same. You know what I'm saying? And it makes sense why at because the end it's who I, you do business with. It's who you do business with. Not which industry. Not, not which, industry. which industry, because you're going to get the same kind of behavior across both. Okay, good. And it
2: makes sense because well, um, the Bible makes it clear that ultimately it's sin in a human in a human hearts, regardless of where they where they fall in society. But yeah, to so okay. the second point of limit on topics and musical expression, in hindsight, isn't it crazy to isn't it crazy that show Baraka's "We Can Be More" was such a scandalous song when it dropped?
0: Yeah, if I you don't know what like, it is, we'll put in the show notes. It's a good like, song.
1: See, I, see, one
2: of the things that have kind of that's kind of frustrated yeah. me. Shout out
0: to Show Baraka intro music sample. Oh,
2: there you go. Shout out to Show, uh, good brother, good good friend of mine. One of the things that I don't, I just I don't I don't understand. <laughs> Two things actually. It's the idea that when I want Christian music, I'm going to go to the Christian artist, but when I want music for certain things, like a stream artist, and I'm like, why can't the Christian artists do both? You get what I'm saying? The speaks to, the Bible? Speaks to all of life situations, right? So Darnell, you had you had, I don't know if I can put this out publicly, but yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. man. Yeah, you had mentioned that um, when you want worship music, you go to some Christian artists. But if you're going out on a date with your wife or something, you're going to go listen to her or or Daniel Caesar or any one of these other artists. And I'm like, and I get that, and it makes sense. But why can't a Christian make music that's just like Daniel Caesar? and decide the next day that I'm going to make music that explicitly verbal and human. At the end of the day, we we all live. Bible speaks to all situations, all scenarios. And once I clocked in on the Bible is not a PG text, right? <laughs> it's not a PG text. Like, and I can explain what I mean by that. It was so it was so liberating because there's this idea that might be able to listen to any music. And I think this is where it really stems from, right? People, like parents who don't want to have to do don't want to have to filter what their kids are But I'll say like, it's not every single passage of scripture that I'm going to expound on fully to my kid at every stage of development.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not going to, right? So why do you think that every single song an artist makes should be equally should, should, every single song that an artist makes should be easily digestible for every stage of development. Just as so it makes sense, right? Life has multiple experiences and they're age appropriate experiences to discuss and even the business. And so this idea that Christians should only ever make a certain type of music is just divorced from reality. It's divorced from the biblical text. And it's just, um, I think inherently very limiting and unbiblical
1: yeah i I remember uh uh uh, shobaraka had a song where um he mentioned uh the word penis and uh he he, uh he had he had to get the song pulled uh (laughs) they they pulled the song yeah it's like
2: it's like what are we doing it doesn't exist you can't talk about it right like all of us all our kids are immaculately conceived you know what i'm saying (laughs) like no seriously it makes no sense and this is what kind of like frustrated me it's like okay so if you have a a young year old who's making youth group music it's like cognitive dissonance where you see this 20 year old mature and go through life and begin to experience different things for whatever reason you don't want the music to mature along with Mm. like the 20 year old different set of experiences than the 25 and the 30 than the 33-year-old. So one of the world makes you think this 30-year-old guy who's now had experiences is going to keep making I just love Jesus and I, and I, I told hair Like, no. Like, you know, that was music for a time. You have to let his music mature with him. And it's almost as though anything from that explicitly youth group type music is deemed as inappropriate. Which makes no sense because we all know the majority of Christians, a lot of Christians, music, and it's just this weird. I think it, I think it's an overcorrection because the world really bastardized these things. We mm-hmm. almost want to help protect God and say no. Like I know the Bible goes this far, but let's go and protect God, lest His word be, lest his values be, be. And it's like no, God doesn't need any protecting, right? He made the scriptures the way it is, right? And the scripture talks about about lust. It talks pretty graphically about sex and, and 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 family conflict and drama, and I'm not like, and each of these things are covered in the biblical text, right? And at mm-hmm. different points in time, I'm gonna introduce different ideas of different theological understandings. I'm not gonna tell, I forget his name in the scriptures, but I'm not gonna, uh, was it, no, it wasn't Saul, the biblical character who was running through the, who was riding his horse through the forest and his head got caught in and decapitated. Yeah. I forget that's in the Old Testament. I forget that I'm not going to describe that in detail to my son, of course, because that's graphic.
0: The, well, I think it was, I think it was Absalom. But, I think it was yeah, Absalom. Boys, boys, it was Absalom. The Best example of this, man, like is David and Goliath. We tell this story all the time and leave the part where David cut his head off with his with his sword, like he, right? Like he yeah, man, like I know when I like when I'm talking to my kids you know even even when you talk about it to to fellow christians it's like oh yeah we got to remind each other of that part of the story because that happened, it's because so it's been so
2: sanitized from... <laughs> it's been so sanitized and so clean. like and I, I, I think that's that's one of the things that also turns the world away from the faith then i know i know we're not trying to appease the world gospel but it's when we overly sanitize things and try and pretend as though we live in In the new in the new creation, we don't live in a new creation, right? And God is not afraid to have His truth go into like the the dirty parts and the and the and the mix currently are the sinful world. And so, Christians should be allowed to do that, of course. But it's this idea that you can't even the fact what you can't say is what we don't we don't have one like you can't you can't talk about that. I can't talk about sex in a way that isn't
1: strictly poetic, you know what
2: I'm yeah, saying?
1: like, yeah yeah that's like, right no <laughs>
2: i'm i have to you know, talk it, i have it, to it, talk like it, with super lofty language as though you know what i'm saying it's so yeah, inauthentic yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but see but see this is the thing right and this is like the beauty of RB, right mm-hmm. um and you do or you do r b as well right. and um right and so there was an artist Deidre Cadden. Mm-hmm. Um and and he had this Christmas song, and he talked about how um, he wanted to eat his wife's milk and cookies. Um, right, and, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and, and then yo know, people people flipped out about that, and and it was, even it was one of those things congress- that
2: all of them, <laughs> even though all of them are doing they're all doing it what? it's not what? so what? bad no bro but
1: like nah, so bad.
2: But let's no, let's no, get let's serious like, here no cap. what you're that is referring to wives, or even worse some of them are doing it outside of the bonds of marriage like I'm like and you're gonna get this though like it's a good thing what it's a <laughs> the thing it's a beautiful thing
0: I mean maybe I'm <laughs> Sorry, wrong I'm but when I hear that I hear it as like anal- analogy to like enjoying my wife i don't hear mm-hmm. it as like a particular sexual act like in mm-hmm. general like i mean maybe it was maybe I mean, you guys inform me if i'm wrong that i eating think it's both. cookies is supposed to be I think exactly it's, it's just like a a general sexual like you know yeah, I think, obviously i could it's... mean it a particular way mm-hmm. but but to lose it over really you're 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 making a reference of like enjoying your spouse
2: absolutely because you're not out here talking i like, you're dogging around to do it. Like, that's weird. You're yeah. so like, yo.
0: Yeah. You know there's some like, intimate this, not details. Being,
2: there's an intimate detail. Like, I don't think you need to be, like, overly graphic. But I don't we know what overly graphic and raunchy music sounds like. Right. You yes. to be so overly sanitized that it's like, oh, my gosh, I married
1: her. And that's, I just, it's like, no. So <laughs> What happened after you got married? Right. They, I, I just want to throw in. I just want to throw in this Bible verse, uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 7, <laughs> verse 3. Are we going to
0: are we gonna have to censor this part? Your, breasts,
1: <laughs> your breasts are like fawns, twins mm-hmm. of a gazelle. Gazelle. It says breasts in the Bible, dog,
2: like God dog And So, okay, now here's the next question, because like, I thought about that verse. Like, number one, are you going to censor the Bible? Number two, and this is actually more of a theological question. I don't know the answer for this. Which of his 300 wives and 700 concubines? You talking about when he wrote that?
1: <laughs> was it a singular person, or,
2: or was it like an amalgamation of like the ideal person,
1: or 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 even like you know you know some people would debate that um, it's not even about his wife; it's actually about the church. Yeah, that's. I call cap on that. I call
2: <laughs> complete. That's that's that is an over.
0: Spiritual and I I know loss. the argument
2: for spiritualization of the biblical text. In an attempt at once again sanitizing things away, and let's even yep. play. Let's let's play that argument. Let's play that argument, right? Um mm-hmm. He's supposedly talking about the church. He still uses the word breasts, and he speaks about the <laughs> <a female> funeral anatomy. <laughs> so, if I say I want to eat, he's sure I'm talking about the the Christ that the love that Christ has with his church. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: the, the, the bread and the wine. The bread and the wine.
2: Bread and wine. You get what I'm saying? Like it's such a it's it's an unnecessary attempt that always oversh- a very real very godly very uh a, a gift of god you know what i'm saying and the Bible talks about that so
1: yeah well, i i, I just want to leave do. this one comment for the listeners um and it's, it's a sentiment i've been echoing for a very long time since we begin since these discussions have been going on and that i think about um lauren hill's album the miseducation of lauren hill um that i think came out like in 96 and I've heard other people said and I was saying it before other people were saying it, but I'm sure other people were echoing the same sentiment. Yo, yo, you listen to the album. That's a Christian album. Mm. When I when I was first listening to it when I wasn't a Christian, I was like, Oh, this is a, this, this is a tough album. Um, you know, she has you know this one song about the Lord and this, right. but now after once I'm in Christ and I went back to listen to it, I was like, wait a minute, there's a lot of Christian themes in this right. um right. album. And I would almost argue it's probably the greatest gospel album ever made low key hmm. yeah i mean i, I, I can th-
0: remember like five years just five years ago going back and just listening to that album like over and over again because it's just it's it is a, a solid album at the same time like i don't i'm not taking away anything from what you said about you know the gospel people but right but a lot that a lo- like it was easy to miss because the, for for so many people the album was just unreal like it was a great album right
2: yeah, it's replete with truth. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sonically beautiful, reference to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as I'm concerned, I, I guess one of the things, I don't know if this came out clearly in the video that I made. I think the foundation for the Christian ardor is that your Christian faith is intact, first and foremost. You get what you start in, you ensure that um, you're plugged into a good local church. Right, you're accountable to certain to, to people who can speak into your life and you're growing in the Lord. Because if that part is taken care of, then that you put out into the world will be reflected in the Christian worldview. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You have to try to make this all Christian because the entire your entire worldview, how you see money, how you see success, how you see sex, how you see failure, is all going to be informed through a biblical worldview at least through us right and then you can speak into these issues in a manner similar to the way the scriptures speak about necessarily having to be clean and neat and sanitized because i'll always come back to the reference point for us and if as believers we see the Bible they hey bro you're going to have a difficult time proving to me or showing me that the Bible is sanitized it's not Mm. sanitized it's real it's truthful but it's just
0: Mm-hmm. So I think, I think this is a perfect time to, uh, I'm, I'm stealing, uh, Darko in our, our, our chat where, where we were talking about your, your video, uh, Darko had a really good comment that I think dovetails what you've said. He's like, the older I got, the more I was concerned if the Christian artists and those in the industry were in healthy churches submitting under authority, mm-hmm. the more I found that wasn't the case. And with the soccer mom youth group demands, as you referenced in the video of the content, the more I wasn't in love with the genre. Mm. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. I I want to say, I think um, I've been speaking about um, something, not so much in the music industry, but it ties in well, is we also have this, um, you know, de- like we want to censor the Bible at times too, right? Where it comes to not so much the sexual stuff, but even the bluntness or, or the anger, right? So I always go back to the the verse that says, or... You know, our good works are like filthy rags. You know, for for most people, they don't really under like that. That is actually like such a degrading comment because it's talking about a woman's yeah. menstrual rag, yeah. right? And and you know, yeah. that's an example where why have we translated it so? You know, like yeah, we, we made it more. I don't wrong. know what the right word is. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, made- is a great word, right? As opposed yeah, to I blunt have- and harshness has a time and place. Yeah, and, I and so, so I think. It doesn't tie into the music industry as quite as much, but but there's still scenarios where you know you I think you sort of touched on a bit where maybe you're too blunt with your language that people are like oh that's not Christianese or that's not mm-hmm. Christian enough right
2: yeah, so yeah yeah it, and yeah it it you can stride it across different categories whether it's violence or anger or love and romance but the church as we know it has a habit of trying to muzzle the Bible and put restraints on it as though God needs that. God doesn't need that. Right. And this this is my thing. God is wise. He is sovereign. And if he is allowed that, then who are we to attempt to put boundaries where God has not put boundaries? That is actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, no. let, let, let's jump to your uh, next point about um, monetizing, uh, monetizing right. the message. Uh, unpack that for us and what, what you meant. It it, it
2: it just became very difficult for me to try to make money by proclaiming the God. and again I, I'm I try to be very clear that this is a personal conviction of mine. It's like I don't I don't think people are inherently wrong by making businesses out of the Christian message, whether that's Christian books or Christian albums or Christian concerts. I just know that in my personal conviction, And Romans, and the Bible reminds anything not done of faith is sinful, right? Mm. And I know instances in which, like the stuff isn't free, like travel isn't free, right? And so, so often I was doing a mental math, thinking I need to sell these many shirts, I need to sell these many CDs. So I need to, I mean, it's business 101, right? You need to sell to the people what you know is likely to yield a financial outcome, right? And as I said in the video, There are so many instances where you're having these conversations backstage about what you're trying to accomplish in terms of your business, right? It's not wrong, but then within a a split second, you go on stage and you immediately turn on that Christian language and you immediately say all of the buzzwords that you know are going to trigger an emotional emotional response. And I just know that me that got very difficult to do in good i'm thinking like man i need to sell some cds or some tickets today like i need to make this happen and so i'm going to really go in and emotionalize of the message i'm going to pause here and i'm going to bring in this scripture verse here because i know this is going to tug on people's hearts and i just know I, i just can stomach that i can stomach playing with people's heartstrings by using something that is so fundamental to what we Christians believe is the core of their soul, like finances aside, um, emotions aside, like this we're talking about the very nature of our souls and and the the fate of, of, of our our very fate, the very fabric of we believe the universe is made up, right? So removed from all of that, this is what we believe the truth is. Mm-hmm. And then to now take this and use this as a means, profit off of, and not just to profit off of, but to actually scale. Like I wanna I wanna make a lot of money in my life. Like I do. Okay, I, okay. I, 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 go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, let, let, let me give some pushback. Let me get some pushback. Um from from from, from um a consumer perspective. Mm-hmm. So the way I translate it is I, you know, I go to the concert. And this has happened. I've actually gone to a concert and oh man, I'm at this concert, whatever. And this the artist does an amazing job, kills right. it. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, yo, maybe I should get a t shirt. T shirts didn't look that bad, you know. <laughs> like the t shirts yeah. didn't look that yeah. bad. Now, yeah. now that I think about it, um, and the person's, yeah, you yeah. know, repping, repping Jesus. And I'm like, actually, you know what? I want a shirt that yeah. represents that song or that album. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, and and you've explained to me, we've had this conversation. You've explained to me the importance of merch and yeah. it never occurred to me. Cause I was, I was kind of like, yeah. survey, like, yeah. like, how, how do you guys make money? And you're like, yo, yeah. D, yo, that merch table is crucial. And I was like, really? Absolutely. So, so, so Absolutely. I would intentionally, I would intentionally go to concerts hunting merch. Um, I yeah, remember yeah. Joel and I went to dream junkies. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yo, that was tough it was tough yeah. I mean, yeah yeah it was tough and we went there um yeah and, and i bought merch the merch was solid it was dope um i yeah, was really yep. feeling the vibe so sometimes the point i'm making shoapay is that um you know sometimes the person is just genuinely you know repping christ doing their thing right and which the is, person yeah. in the audience is like yo I, i'm feeling this vibe i want to take home exactly. something that's that
2: which which you know, which is why for me it's a conscience thing it's not a law thing i would Far be it for me to, to criticize another individual who's doing this. Because again, our people who are really consumed with preaching with a gospel message and having everything about their professional life, that, right? Um mm-hmm. and this this extends outside of just the music industry, right? There are authors. I get that, right? There are there are um, <clears throat> there are false teachers who just pimp the message and pimp the gospel through. Books. And then there are genuine people who just want to expound on biblical theology through books with the gospel. At the end of the day, only God can adjudicate the heart and the intent individual, right? I can just say, for me, it was hard to do because a very constant part of running a business there are the finances. Like, you're always thinking about the finances, always thinking about, is this profitable? And again, and also, as, as you go through, once you get married and your responsibilities start increasing, all of a sudden, that bottom line becomes that much more important. And it got to the point. It got to the point. Where the financial part was really, maybe rightly or wrongly, a major consideration in what opportunities I took and which opportunities I didn't take. Do you get what I'm saying? And I just mm. feel as though if we're dealing in the business of eternity if we're dealing in the business of life and death for me i could not stomach i could not stomach bringing people what i believe is the truth to save their souls and also thinking about the financial implications of me doing that i just could not square it away in my head but again that's yeah. a personal conviction but for me if i'm selling something that is not a gospel message bro finance is all i want obviously i don't want to like Become so obsessed with money. There's an extreme to that. Do not love money, don't mm-hmm. lust for money. But the things that I've created that is not the gospel message. Because when you're making Christian music, you are making, you are, you are selling the gospel message. It's repackaged, but you are selling the gospel message. If you're a Christian author, you're selling the gospel message. It's repackaged, but it is a gospel message. But if I'm selling something that is not the gospel message, in as much as it might be influenced by it, my conscience is perfectly fine with saying this is my cost this is my margin let's get to it make as mm-hmm. much of this as we
1: can but that's uh, a personal
2: conviction of mine
1: okay 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 I, I, there, here's a question on um, that you could possibly help me um clarify and also for the listeners as well as we're getting to the economic side of of the the music industry um and monetizing I'm confused about the concept of streaming. Hmm. Awesome. I'm I'm from the old school, uh. You know, so I got into an argument with one of my students. Um, and he about was Napster? At... <laughs> no, not Napster. <laughs> uh, but 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 but, but, but he, he was he was he was saying like, yo, why aren't you streaming? Why are you still buying music, Mr. Samuels? Uh, because I so basically I have an iTunes account,
0: right? And
1: I buy an iTunes card, and then you know you buy the wow. music. Wow. And then and then Yes, yeah, so I've been you. doing that. I've been, but <laughs> but yo, but Shope, I've been doing that for years. Years, I've been doing that because that, that's the only way I knew how to do it. So, right. um, so so then I, I Apple started to put oh, okay, let's do Apple Music, a subscription. Right. right? So I got the subscription. Right. It's like ten bucks a month or something like that, eight bucks a month or something. And so I'm doing it and I'm building up my library. And um, our producer Anthony, shout out to Anthony, um, Madden Mitchell Media. And, and he was saying, well, hold on, there's pros and cons to that, Darnell, because, yeah, you're paying all this money um, or paying the money adds up. And mm-hmm. let's say, you know, two years go by and you spend three hundred dollars and you have the library. If you end that subscription, you lose all that music. You don't actually right. own it. Right. Absolutely. Right. So it, sometimes it's just Beautiful. better to yeah. buy. But then with the streaming and, and this is my last point. So with the streaming. um, it, it, It's still kind of weird to me because. um i made a rap song i made a rap song for my wife with owen owen o sound and I, I paid i paid for uh, the beat
0: i mm-hmm. paid for the instrument
1: the, the beat um in, in right. studio time and 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 owen pulled me aside and he was kind of showing me like okay this is how much it's gonna cost and he's like okay if you're gonna sell this this is who gets a cut out of the music
2: right
1: and and then he was schooling me i was like oh wow like there's a lot of money that yeah. goes into this yeah. so it made me feel like, okay, shoot. So when Chope or Phil Darko or Drew Bex, you guys are making music. Okay, shit. Right. I mean, shoot. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> let me buy. Let me buy. Let let me support my guy. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like there's a connection. Yeah, I, I don't know Jay-Z. I don't know Nas.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll stream their music.
1: Yeah, I know Chopin. I know yeah. Phil Darko. I know yeah. I I know Drew Beck's. So let me buy their music. So so can you kind of unpack to me the the philosophy behind this stuff? Yes, yeah, so,
2: absolutely. So music has always been a business card, for like like for all intents and purposes, right? So even prior to the ad, um, most times music was how you get people's attention, and it's always constituted the lowest revenue stream. So when you look at the overall pie, right? So for an artist, you monetize in different ways. There's touring, there's merchandising, there's synchronization, so getting your song, TV, movies, video games, um, and then there's actual record sales, which are now record sales and equivalent streams, right? And I say it's been a business card because there's something about music that 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 connects with the pulse of the culture right so artists and creatives are revered and loved in society right the ultimate goal of the music is so that it's just so that the masses can buy into the brand of the artist right Mm -hmm. that's so the music itself the main end of it one of the primary purposes of it isn't just to entertain you it's to enable you to cause you to fall in love with this person so that this person can then sell you on other things that actually yield a much more profitable return, right? A lot of times actually music is always, the actual music itself has been, right. meaning that you lose in terms of just like, I mean, you would know this, Joel, has been a loss leader where you lose on the money, you lose on the music, but you make it up on all of the other ways you can monetize, VIP experiences, um, private meet and greets. That's why Tor, have different packages, right? There's G there's Meet and Greet. These are all upsells. These are all ways of recouping on that initial investment. Now, what's, and this is sort of, this has always been the case, 50s, 60s, like Sony used Elvis to sell headphones and stereos, to sell stereos. That's what, do, that's really what, that's how they made the most of their money. Now, this has become all the more the advent of streaming, where, whereas before you, you did off record sales, now the amount of Money you're making off the consumption of music is even less, pays even less, right? So what that means now is that that's just created greater importance and greater emphasis on monetizing it all of the other ways. So if merch was ever important before, merch is like five to ten times more important now, right? If touring was important mm. before, touring is all the more important. If brand part, if brand partnerships and sponsorships were important, all the more now because you know that. When I spend however many thousands of single song, and it can run that much from a producer to an engineering fees. Um, once you spend this much on this singular song, you know, like I have, I'm doing this for the purpose of building my personal brand. And now I really have to go on tour, or I really have to build my personal brand so I can get sponsorship. You understand why? Once again, as a world. Once streaming starts starts taking over, what was already, started, namely making sense of the economics of the situation becomes that much more of a concern because now the purchasing of my music online is becoming that like that less significant, so I need, right? So the financial implications of my business became that much, and I just felt as though like, hmm. It's, it's, it's getting very difficult for me to conceive this emotional heartstring because the gospel is a message of life and death. It's the good news that she doesn't have a dollar figure attached to the message. I get that cash. Me. Bibles aren't free. Churches aren't free. Buses aren't free. I get that but the message in and of itself has no dollar, has no dollar attached to it. Right. And so for me, I had to kind of like, I felt as though in order to stay true to the gospel in order to purely continue to preach the gospel or, trust in the gospel i needed to separate the financial implications in my life from it and sell other things that i could then could monetize off of so when i spend fifteen thousand dollars on marketing my last project i have no problem like yes i i'm going to i have to sell these pieces of merch right or i want to get these sponsorship because i have to make this money back and i have no issue because mm-hmm. i'm not selling people the gospel
0: well and the way you're hyping up your audience isn't pulling on their theology or their belief system as much as it is, right. Hey, I want to give you a good experience. I want to give you a good so experience. like what Darnell said, so that you want to support me and buy my merch, exactly. right? Like, like what he said when he's at the show, Oh, I, exactly. I'm feeling it. I like this guy. I'm, I want to, I want to, I, I want that shirt that, that shows I represent the same thing. And so, right. you know, so I think gonna it's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to
2: connect in our shared experience, It says, right. Um, I'm going to connect the things that you can relate to. Like I'm going to come in from a biblical worldview, so I'm going to come in from a biblical worldview. But there are things that we can connect on. There, there are similar experiences that we share. So let me expound on those things, and let me connect with you on that. And let me let me let me tap into your to your heart that way without trying to sell you the message and live with excellence and then have you buy into the brand and inevitably by God's grace, I want to hope and pray that the Lord continues to keep me close to him. You are eventually going to find out. And Lord knows what he may or may not do with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think what you said about like very early on in this conversation about that guy who, you know, walks out on stage and the hype statement is like everybody who loves Jesus, raise your hands, right? Like you're going to make a different hype statement. That's not, Uh, you know, tailoring to, Oh, you're a Christian. We're poor friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, so, yeah. Exactly.
0: I, I think just to, to touch on it. Cause you said in the video, I think the way you contrasted, you know, KB and how mm-hmm. he does it in a way that you're like, I, he doesn't seem to have a, a moral conflict and I can, because he's pursuing it in a way that doesn't, doesn't create it for him, or at least right. doesn't, doesn't seem that way. Um, right. and I think, I think that's why the way you worded it, you put, you made it about you, you made it about your conscience and how you were struggling and, and the way to move forward and be successful was to, to, to shift slightly. So Mm -hmm. I think um, the conversation about how the industry changed and how things have really shifted um, ties in really well to the, to the last point. So if you want to hit on this a little bit, you know, what, what really do you, would you say is the crux to, to labels, not being necessary, and then maybe circle back to to where there is a little bit of value still, where where labels can have ad, ad value. Uh, well,
1: sorry, um, um, yeah. So uh, just to nuance the question, um, sure. Joel, um, yeah. So so before we get to that, for our listeners who may not be hip or knowledgeable <laughs> enough, um, us three, um, us three, you know, we we we. we uh, we came up listening to uh Christian hip hop music
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there was a debate that happened and dare I say schism. Dare I say <laughs> a schism in <laughs> Christian hip hop music where where there was a division or a debate between the Christian rapper versus versus the rapper that's that's Christian. Christian. Now I'll say this piece and then you hop in. I would say the beginning of of the industry split in at the point in, in Christian hip hop history, I'm, I'm gonna try to be a Christian hip hop historian on this. <laughs> I would say that division happened with Church Close One, with LeCrae's Church Close One, which was a game changer. Uh, in that was the, the mixtape, right? Yeah, the mixtape that was on Dat piff, right? Uh, hosted by um. From yeah, a, yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. How definitely. do you mean that your yeah, message that, is that, among Jim, the heathens? Jim, yeah, but um, oh, so it, it was hosted man. by uh, a secular DJ. Just scroll past some booty to get booty yeah. <laughs> to your mixing. <midst> <laughs> so, 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 what, what was um unique about this situation right. is that um th- th- this is un- this was unprecedented, where. Lecrae, um, he, I guess he, he did a, a cipher on BT. Um, cipher he killed it, did really well, which kind of built up the steam, and then he got to this church clothes mixtape. And he had a he had a lot of cosigns, a lot of secular cosigns. Right. He had secular artists on this mixtape. It was it was being released in, in, in a secular sphere, and it did really, really well. Yeah, and that made people start asking questions, like, okay um christian rapper or see. rapper that's christian and, and i think that that was the starting point but go jump in show pay please
2: yeah so actually that conversation that debate is like it is right mm-hmm. so even when the dominant voice in christian hip-hop and i'm thinking cross movement that sound ton of rats were always there propaganda was always there they just weren't the favorites right yeah, so, yeah,
1: and, yeah, and 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 that's why I would point to um, church clothes as, as the decisive, as the decisive display. moment.
2: All of a sudden, exactly, the guys who were explicitly like Christian sounding all of a sudden now had prominence, right? Um, even and so when the conversation really became like, oh my gosh, I guess I don't have to do a like cross movement in order to make a name for myself. And that's where that conversation happened, started. Um, and there, I think there's been a lot of fallout from that, where uh, for a period of time, people just didn't even know what does a Christian rapper look or sound like. So people just started doing whatever they wanted and saying whatever they wanted in the music. And you had all of these young guys running around. What they didn't realize is that uh, Lecrae being on Dad Piff, in as much as he might acknowledge that like maybe he didn't do everything right during that season but what lecrae being on that piff was preceded by a decade of discipleship you know what i'm saying years of growing in his faith and being connected to account and so people just think they can skip steps and now start operating in the mainstream completely divorced from any kind of real christian community and you mm-hmm. end up with this fallout right but notwithstanding um that conversation of an uh, a Christian rapper versus a rapper that is Christian—very necessary, and I think it's a very healthy thing. The debate is by no means new, right? It's existed even outside of Christian hip hop, right? I, I remember um, many Christian. Uh, I think Mary, Mary. What was that song that they made? <coughs> Excuse me, um, but they faced some backlash. Christian artists have faced backlash. or artists who are Christians once they just began to explore what a mainstream. Sound or connection might might look or sound like, but at any rate, I saw that whole conversation happen while I was quiet about. I was mostly quiet about it. I just, it's interesting. When I posted this video, somebody quoted me and says he, he quoted one of the bars that I said in one of my older songs and he said because uh, I had said uh, I am a Christian, I am a rapper, matter fact to be exact, I am a Christian rapper also a rapper that is christian tell me what's the difference what i get it how i live it you know i'm saying i think that line i think that was the extent to which i spoke about the issue and my summary was like it actually makes no difference i think it's an artificial category i think it's an artificial divide that's unnecessary i think first and foremost you're a christian and then whatever you do for profession you don't need the christian adjective next to it right and i would just that's that's my position on it and whatever iteration you choose to make your music in whether you're in the christian sphere or you are the mainstream sphere you're a christian and a rapper call yourself what you want but you're not Mm -hmm. beholden to to to, you're not beholden to any of those labels right now i do think for practicality in terms of just pure marketing you can be helpful to attach yourself to one or But i don't think that's a moral issue i think that's just a choice and that's just a decision you make based on what you're trying to accomplish if you're Mm -hmm. trying to sell in the christian industry christian rapper because that's just branding and marketing right if you're trying to operate in this you're trying to have your music touch people who aren't necessarily christians you probably shouldn't call yourself a christian rapper doesn't come with a lot of baggage right but i don't think that's a right or wrong thing i don't think that makes any stake or any claim on the on the authenticity of your faith it's just a very practical business decision so long as fundamentally first and foremost your faith is solid. i'm saying so once we get that out of the way Call yourself whatever you want. I don't think it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this to this final stuff. point about not being necessary, um, thanks to the the internet and social media and the algorithms, um, strictly bound to calling yourself anything. I think even if going back to what I said a moment ago, like if you want to reach the Christian world you have to call yourself a Christian rapper. I don't need that anymore. I think you just make the kind of music you want to make between YouTube, being able to start your own channel and put your songs on there and put out vlogs and put out thing pieces like I did and TikTok and Instagram and developing an email list. In whatever kind of language, you can make whatever art you want to create. And by default, your community will gather around you and will probably ascribe a label to you. Right, whatever label, you know what I'm saying, and so I don't think it's necessary anymore to be like yo, Christian artist. I think if you're making music that appeals to people who flavor music that's very Christian, those people will find you and will ascribe the label to you. Whether you choose to adopt that or not is up to you, but you audience, you find your community in the same way. I'm not out here, so I put this point. As the last point very specifically because it summarizes it i'm not like you know i left the christian music industry because now i'm trying to be a mainstream artist i'm not trying to be a mainstream artist i'm not trying to be a christian artist i'm just being whatever kind of artist i want to be and the kind of artist i want to be is somebody who holds my faith dearly, and then i'm going to talk about your life experiences in a way that's truthful and that's honest right and so you don't have to try to attach a label to it i said the name of the game now isn't trying to break into any industry cultivating your own audience. And thanks to the algorithms, for better or for worse, it's that much more, pos- that much more possible to find your audience, right? To find your audience. And then the li- whatever industry is attached to that audience will reach out to you and you begin to make that connection. So um, I don't think you need to label yourself. I think you just make your own people naturally form that point in time it can be helpful if you want to really systematize what you kind of like digging further
1: yeah and, and and i think that that points to globalization um the free market and how the exchange of ideas um you can monetize your brand through 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 the exchanging of ideas and, and networking yourself and and finding um your niche and and, and it's so important yeah, right. I think I think that 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 makes sense. I, I think one of the biggest curveballs, which was good for Christian hip hop, and it kind of flipped it on its head, was you know, I, you know, sh- yeah. First of all, I just want to preface my remarks. You know, I I love, I love Christian hip hop, um, <laughs> the history, the the culture. I, uh, um, but I'm you know, uh, this is my platform, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what I, I gotta say. say. Stay <laughs>
2: Chess, man say what your chest. <laughs> but this is your uh,
1: audience well so, <laughs> so for a while so for a while like in christian hip-hop um there was a thing where you know you come out and you'd be going you'd be going for the top dog so so you'd be making diss tracks <laughs> at jay jay-z you making diss tracks at kanye yeah. at you know at, at the top tier artists you know like look at these guys man worshiping satan illuminati man if i if, if i ever saw yeah. if, I ever, if i ever saw jay-z on the street i'd slap him in my Bible. I, I, or, or, yeah, okay. or, or 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 I lay hands on him and I ain't talk about prayers. Yeah, geez. right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but what happened? What happened? Yo, now you, Kanye, turns around. And is like yo, you know what? I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to change my life around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So so the, so and, and for a while, Christian hip hop was saying we need a savior. That was the thing. Like early yeah. on in Christian hip hop, we need we need we need a we need a, 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 a musical savior. And so mm-hmm. boom, mm-hmm. Kanye gets converted and, and, and Kanye, you know, it's kind of funny. Kanye didn't say, okay, well, let me jump on Rapzilla. Ooh. Let me jump <laughs> on Rapzilla and, and, and see Wagwan. He's like, well, yeah. no, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have a song about praising the Lord, with, 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 with Styles P and Jada Kiss, <laughs> and I'm gonna drop it. I have multiple, I'll say, um, I'm gonna come
2: back to that, that Styles P and Jada Kiss thing. But I think Kanye coming to faith, I'll let the Lord, yeah. Lord I'll let the Lord, know, the Lord knows. Mm-hmm. What that did was that I think- Check out the really last spoke, episode,
0: me and Sam say, talk about Kanye. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> no, I
2: think it, I think it just really exposed, I'm thinking specifically those in the Christian industry, those people who were just trying to find the quickest path to success and not pursuing a true conviction of their path in the music industry. right? Because for a while, it's like, during the cross movement era, it's like, yo, it's Jesus gospel or it's nothing. And then the church loads era is like, oh, no, we don't need to be gospel because, like, that's corny. Or, and so, like, let's let's jettison the gospel and let's just make cool, vibe music. And, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, Kanye is making music now and, 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 and she was to preach the gospel. Okay, I'm not going to go preach the gospel. And then that exposed a lot of people who were just on the for the new technique, like what's going to make Mm. me
1: pop,
2: right? And that's not the way you go about it. Those are individuals who are just out to build their own platforms. But the individuals who knew what they would like to think of myself as one of those people. Like when I super explicit stuff, super explicitly Christian stuff, explicit stuff, and when Kanye came to faith, and started making more I didn't go because I'm like, that's not my lane. That's not what I'm trying to do right now. I know what my mission is and I know what I'm trying to do. You get what I'm saying? And so yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that is I think that just exposed people who were just out for themselves and trying to find the quickest way to make it a known for themselves, even if that means like going back and forth. But I do think Yeah, Kanye uh, came uh,
1: I, uh, yeah it's so funny. Uh well, well Kanye released a uh, Jesus is king. Um this girl I work with at my old job. Um so she's 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 not a Christian. She's not a believer, but you know she loves Kanye, right? So she listens to the album. But it comes back to me, and she's like, "Man, I listened to I listened to you know Jesus is King, and that was a great album, man. I love that gospel shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, like, what? what? I was like, like, okay, all right, praise God. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And,
2: and let's be clear, let's be clear as well, Like, assuming Kanye is truly biblically saved, Kanye was doing the exact same thing that every Christian rapper did when they first came to, oh my gosh, I know Jesus now, I'm going to, that's all. The only difference mm-hmm. is that this mm-hmm. is Kanye. So making that super explicit gospel Jesus is King type album is par for the course. Right. We all move through that phase. Now what happened with Kanye with his bipolar, but I I'm, let's just say let's just say in a let's say in a perfect world he gets a hold of that in a perfect world he's truly biblically world, he matures in his faith. I
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think what well, we will see, I think it's almost I think it's almost inevitable. Anybody who stays in the faith for any amount of time, I think their tone and tenor will augment it over time. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the fresh zeal, fresh excitement that makes you want to take over the world and only speak about Jesus in singular, singularly focused way, right? But then you live life, keeps you, and the Lord matures you, and that fire, and that begins to manifest itself in different ways. Where well, you now start talking about the multiplicity of life's experiences and how you now see these things, right? And I think one of the best Ways of articulating this, I've heard is like he's talking about the light or talking about what the light is helping. You get what I'm saying, and so you're going to start talking about the light because you're enamored by the light. You're enamored by Jesus. You're enamored by the gospel. And after a while, it's like, okay, like how? What is the light now helping me see with how I go through life, right? And so I think mm-hmm. in about Kanye maturing and him getting a hold of his mental mental disability, I think I think we will see that evolution right um and then also here's this other thing as well where people hear like Yo, i can make christian music and and i can partner with tanya so has an unbelievable amount of social capital why because he's already at the top of the hill right so if he invites douga to the studio invites to first of all there's some artists who will automatically censor themselves because they're like, yo, they're in the presence of the go. Of course, they just want to be in the track of Kanye, so they'll censor themselves if they have to. And even if they don't censor themselves, Kanye can make an executive decision to censor them, and they're not gonna take issue with it because it's Kanye, you know what I'm saying? So Kanye being able to make an explicitly Christian song with all of like the mainstream artists who are known for anything but that, don't be serious, that's just, just Kanye being at the top of the hill. You know what I'm saying, so speak
1: Sp- on Styles P, speak on Styles P and Jadakiss
2: i can't i can't at this time Uh, (laughs) but i I uh. think i do think that was a that was a very unexpected curveball to be like whoa all of a sudden now it's cool again to talk about the gospel explicitly well we're gonna see how this shakes out um but that's my that's my that's my assessment of the whole thing
1: yeah i think yeah i think i think it's good i think i think it just it just kind of flipped the industry on its head and brought balance um, and so I'll say this, um, lots of providential. Yes, yes, yes. Providential. Um, and also showing us what God can do. I think just, just real quick, just in regards to Kanye, um, someone confesses the Lord, um, is you, being gracious. You take their word for as long as they're consistent and they're not talking heresy <laughs> or they don't commit mm-hmm. apostasy um you know not not everybody has my friends as i like to say not everybody Mm -hmm. rolls with the people i roll with it is what it is um um yeah so i i i think it's one of those things we have to um um be my just believe and assume the best um yeah 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 Uh, all you can do is really just um you know you, you you pray for people but but i think the balance is good in seeing what kanye did talking about god but then also you seeing artists who come to the lord and don't even know where a christian hip hop exists right. right they don't even know it exists right all they all <laughs> all, all some artists know is like look man um this person gave me the gospel i believed it the scriptures are making sense so <laughs> you'll see a little bit of a little bit of it in my music
2: yeah <laughs> and i i like god can adjudicate that yeah, i'm saying god can adjudicate that if somebody comes to the faith and their music is still they're still cussing in their music well you can begin to hear these gospel or christian influences that weren't there before i think that to a degree to a degree i have to be careful how i say that because just for, obviously the preference would be for them to actually be plugged in because of the faith <clears throat> But, I mean that's further than they were before and it's clear that something is now bubbling and they're trying to make sense of this new reality so i'm like let's be patient with them um in the same way that when a brother comes to faith who maybe talks like a sailor um initially i'm not going to i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pick out on those things i'm not gonna tell him to stop because that's on the fundamentals of getting him rooted in the gospel like what does that mean? And I know over time some of these things will just start falling away. Some of the excesses mm-hmm. of that old life will start falling away. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's kind of how I try to think through individuals who are still have the the lingering are the lingering effects of their own rough life.
1: rough rough r- rough edges uh <laughs> um, <laughs> like kind, kind of kind of like um on on um when they do testimony at church you gotta be careful who you give the mic to. <laughs> yeah. um, when they start telling their story when they start telling their story you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cut the mic cut the mic cut the mic cut the mic yeah. there's right? kids
0: in the audience there's, yeah. there's <laughs> kids coming <laughs> them up covering,
1: covering little curtis's ears yeah. uh, exactly Oh, yeah good. yeah sope man thank you for coming through um shout out to the uh to sean sean's in the um chat up, bro uh, shout out to rafer
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah shout out to johnny sean yeah. got his good gold comment in there i like that i had to show that one off you're his younger twin <laughs> My
1: younger twin the brother yeah man. yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to johnny uh shout out to rafer yeah. cls in the building
0: yeah, yeah. I, w- I was thinking about Rafer being the guy you were trying to cut the mic on giving his testimony at the front of the
1: Yeah, no, no, no. You always got to cut the I, mic on Rafer. <laughs> yeah, That's so I'm I'm just reading
2: Rafer's comments about DMX. DMX might be the most Christian rapper ever.
1: You think so? Yeah.
2: He might He was a trouble Get, Find get out, out of here. Yo, get a- out of here, man. No, bro. Come like, on, man. That man would call out get the You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying. Get
0: out of here. Yeah, he ain't yeah. saved. Well, it's, it's like Ra- Rafer's comment is fair, though. Ra- Rafer was like, he was always real about his battle. And and so I think that's... But, well, yeah, but, but
1: but yeah, but was he ever real? But what about the victory? What's, what's squatting?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about sanctification, right? Um, yep. So and, I know and, I, yeah. that's where bro, we'll find out. That's, I, yeah,
1: but you know what, though? tim bro. This is the beauty of these conversations, and I and I and I miss having these kind of conversations. Um yeah. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. like Christians can
2: wrestle with some really wild stuff. Like, so as I mature in my faith, there's there's this thing, I'm these two things I'm constantly kind of like trying to, by God's grace, balance what is maturity versus what is compromise. What is maturity versus what is compromise? You get what I'm saying? Um and I still, what I'm holding essentials of the truth of the Christian message. I'm being very careful to also hold a fair level of, I will let God figure this out. I, I can't adjudicate this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have earnest, there's, there's supposed to be progressive sanctification and victory over sin. But we all know, like, not all struggles are, are built equally, right? Not all troubles are built equally. So, like, what does progressive sanctification look like for somebody? Thing, are they genuinely saved? Are they not? Do they? Is there an earnestness of faith with regards to how they're pursuing to put away those old habits? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm saying. So just the whole DMX comment just kind of brought it to mind, and I'm like.
1: I don't know, bro. Yeah. Well, yo, yo. The other day, the other day, uh, uh, uh Jada Kiss. Uh, so Jada Kiss's latest album, um, uh, he he has a section where he's quoting and he's talking about Ephesians, um mm. quoting from Ephesians in it, wow. and 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 he's and he's talking about. It. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, yo, Jada Kiss is in the text like that. I was like, all hmm. right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. shut the Sean, Sean's, Sean's talking about uh, Jafia Life. A shout out to Jafai, life, lifey. A shout out to yeah. Jafai, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out Jafai, man. There you go. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Again, we appreciate, we appreciate the music industry. We appreciate CHH. You know, it, it's dynamic. It's 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 gone through its changes. We're old enough to say that we have a a decade or more under our belt, listening to the genre and seeing how the genre is developed, mm-hmm. seeing where it is today. Um, so, yeah yeah man like if i if i were to leave if i were to leave any
2: parting words i would say for the individual focus on your christian walk first Like, just make sure that's solid you know what i'm saying and then mm-hmm. and, and how do you do that good local community good accountability prayer and reading your word right and then if you're doing those things wisdom and conscience will lead you will lead you as to what path you should take, but for the for the for the creative, don't get bogged down and feel to like make explicitly Christian sound. You don't, you don't like you don't have to. You can if you feel led to, but you don't have to. Yeah. And then for the recipient of said art, I would say like be more concerned with can be like is the art good and seem to have true saving faith and then let go of all of those unnecessary um, boundaries and restrictions and extra biblical requirements because you're you not going to find it in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how can people get a hold of you?
2: All of Shopei, everywhere, at all of Shopei. Put that into Instagram, YouTube, um, anywhere I'm there. If you just type all of Shopee into the group as well, uh, support the merch culture uh, culturerichworld.com. Culturerichworld.com. Oh, and um, definitely stay connected that way.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Check, yeah, guys, check out his music. Um, I'll you put it in your library. Yeah, you need it in your library. Um, shout out to Mr. Rolling Through the City with my high beams on. Thinking, <laughs> well, I'll make it. Oh, well, I dream on. They say Show pay you get wow. no pay. Trying to be the rap air. Time to settle down, get a job, start a career. Uh, career. Oh, oh,
0: was, was that good.
1: Was that good?
2: That was I actually for I forgot those bunch in my head, but that was a while ago. But yeah, that was dope, bro. That was dope. Man, I got some yeah. bars, dog. One of, one of my favorite verses. I was like, look at this guy. He
0: he writing, he writing. Yeah, man. I, I, oh, I, that's
2: dude. good. That's good. Thanks Appreciate for, you, man. brother. So Appreciate great. you, Chopay. Thank you for having me. All
0: right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, check out the show notes page for all of uh, the links and connections. Appreciate you. Makes sense. Makes change, boys. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.